Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. And I was very inspired by you, by the way. I have decided to caulk my bathtub. Caulk it. I know that you're so good at caulking. It took a long time for you to caulk. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm really good at caulking. That's what I have heard. So says every bathroom that has ever been written on ever. Especially in Port Authority. Especially I know. now. Especially. But... I don't know what I'm doing. I just know you need to remove the cock before yes. you install a cock. Correct. And to go to Home Depot and to walk around and look clueless and have a woman walk up to me and say, can I help you with anything? And say, I'm looking for a cock remover. And she's like, follow me. No hesitation. She takes you to the bathroom. We said cock so much to each other, she and I, that I was like, this is, people pay good money for this. Yeah. Did she like clean off like her mouth when she was done? She's like, follow me. And then just did one of these on the side of the face. You're like, huh. Oh, this is interesting. And then after I looked for the cock remover and I said, now I need a lot of cock. Can you, (laughs) can you point me to the cock? Have you had, have you bought cock before? I have never purchased cock. I never needed to. And what color do you need? I like white. I like white cock. (laughs) Clear cock, a little bit creepy. Gets dirty. I don't like clear cock. Nobody does. You know what? It feels good to see your Dunkin' Donuts live in person. And I've had it for about an hour and a half now. What's the matter with you? You nurse those things. It's crazy. It's too much nursing. Jenny and I picked it up. Picked up coffee. Like like my friend who, who... Breastfed her child until five years old. Too much nursing. <laughs> Jenny, where's Jenny? She's at home. We walked around the neighborhood. We walked by the uh, the uh, hotel slash homeless shelter. Oh, it's one nice. of the many. Yeah, four squad cars this morning. It was uh, eight, oh. 8 o'clock in the morning. So that's that's less. That's less squad cars than you've seen. No, that's four squad cars. Just in front of that one. Oh, good, good. They were arresting someone. Oh, aren't you glad you bought a car? <laughs> Have you named your car? Uh, her name is Kel. Oh. Like like Keenan and Kel? Well, because that's the license plate that they gave us. First it was Clark, and then we <gasps> realized when we got the license plate that it was Kel. Wow. So short for Kelly. Well, naturally, she's more of a Kelly than a Clark to look Correct. at it. Oh, she's Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ladies. Are you are you happy to be able to get out of town? Absolutely. Wow. It's. I mean, if you can't buy a house and if you can't go anywhere, like can't fly anywhere because Or you can't you sell a house like everybody's doing right now. <sighs> Why does Mike Jules look like he looks like a divorced dad? Who's been binge drinking? It's the it's the wife beater with the shirt over it. You look like every guy in the eighties, in eighties movies. That's just like I give up. My kid's so dumb. I don't think so. He looks like he's like 
Mark Harmon in summer school. No, don't give him Mark Harmon. Don't know. There's a brightness to you. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you why he's every dad in the 80s. You know what he started eating again? Stella Doro breakfast treats. Get it. Get <laughs> Put your headphones down. He's the and get only out. one. Do you know there's the- a drag queen called Stella Dora? <laughs> I hope she's sweet and crumbly. She used to perform at therapy. She probably still does. She um, donates. I think she donates like a lot of her um, tips. I forgot what she donates it to, but she's she's older. She actually lives in my cousin's building, which is remarkable because I'm like, wait a minute. If you live in my cousin's building, because my cousin is fairly decent in the income department. um, And I'm like, wait, you you live here, and you're lip syncing with some five dollar wig. Being Stella Doro. Being Stella pays. And I don't even think most people know, like, what her name means. No. And when I first started working there, of course, because I'm like, does anyone have a velament or a certs? I said something to Marcus the other day. I said, <laughs> I said something like. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so fucking hard. Yeah, you're as you're as thick as a certs packet. He's like, certs, <laughs> like, what? He's like, your references are dated. I'm like, what are you talking about? They don't sell certs anymore. He's like, no, they don't sell certs. I'm oh, like, well, since when? This news is awful. I'm He's gonna like, need an Anison. <laughs> <laughs> Will you pass me a sucrets? I love that stall cert. I just sometimes you just need one cert though. Well, is it, what's the difference between a cert and a lightsaber? A lightsaber. A light, lifesaver, right? A lifesaver. A life. Oh, wait. Oh, was the cert the one that was solid and the lifesaver was? Yes. A cert did not have a hole in the center, and a cert was more about breath freshening and less about enjoyment. A cert was huh. a necessary thing, and it was always mint, wasn't it? It was like a peppermint or a spearmint or a. Well, that's what a lifesaver. Oh no, lifesavers. No, lifesavers came in wintergreen and spearmint. Did that come in? Lifesavers have the fruit flavors. So, do you think lifesaver? Um just devoured the certs market and was just like, I think we'll do both. Yeah. Once they, once they delved, I think lifesaver started off being like, this is a fruity treat. Kids will love it. They're going to choke on it. It'll mm-hmm. be fabulous. And they were in the fruit genre. And then the second that they decided to, you know, dally in the peppermint sure. spearmint breath freshening scene, I think there was no more need for a cert. And assert was like, but our concentrated mint flavor is in the center. Lifesavers don't have a center. Certs. Don't forget, Lifesavers also had a butterscotch, which is a uh, huge hit with the over 60 crowd. Which is right up my alley, because as you know, you're an I old like, woman. I like adult candy. You like an adult, you like a ribbon candy. I, I do like a ribbon candy. Your ice cream choices are aged. Butter pecan. The Jamoka fact that you call fudge. it butter pecan. Lifesavers Life offers a buttered rum. Buttered rum. rum. See, so they make it sound like, oh, this is a tropical experience. So isn't that the same, basically the same taste as Werther's original? No, very different. Mm. A buttered rum. How do I differentiate a buttered rum from a Werther's? First of all, Werther's... There's a creaminess to their their flavor. 
that is different. Okay. Either way, I'm surprised that I want to know what the numbers are on lifesavers and Werther's deaths, related death injuries, things like that. You mean choking hazards? Yes, because when I was a kid, I don't know why somebody gave a three-year-old a lifesaver, but I choked on a lifesaver. And Moth, not knowing CPR or the Heimlich maneuver or any kind of maneuver, German or otherwise, decided to tip me upside down by the feet and shake me until the lifesaver fell out. (laughs) That's true, and we can bring this up with her today. She shook me until the lifesaver fell out. How old were you? Three. Wouldn't it be great if I was like 28? Last week. Yeah. Wow, she's got some strong Really dangerous. Yeah. But I just realized something. I don't know if you've seen this now. On on the Instawebs and the Face page and the MySpace and what have you. Mm. Oh, wait. Um, Making a note. The people that are like, hey, I'm so bummed that I can't go to whatever weird, like Coachella or Burning Man or whatever. I know. This week would have been Burning Man. And I just look at them. I'm like, oh, you Really? <laughs> like, I don't, maybe, like, I know I'm an asshole. I know that I'm not the friendliest person, as someone once told me. I'm a little standoffish. I'm like, well, you're correct. You're correct. But once, once you break through, very nice. I'm like the teddy bear's picnic. Anyway, the posting of like, I really miss Burning Man. I could not think, I like, literally, like, my whole body just like convulses. I'm like, I can't think of a place that I would absolutely run from. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You're around dirty people. You're dirty. It's fucking hot as balls. You probably, like, there's... I wouldn't be there in the best circumstance. No. Everyone's there, but then, like, all the influencers are there. Which, watching an influencer in Times Square or Hell's Kitchen taking pictures of themselves right now makes me want to go punch them in their tit. And then pull their teeth out. I'm like, what are you taking a picture of? This city is decimated right now. And you're also next to a giant lump of human feces. It's what okay, are you do- And I'm she's just... like running off the curb and then back on it. Running off and back. Running off and back. Running. You know, you would like. You're just trying to get a good boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is, what are you fucking doing? I'm near the turd. I'm away from the yeah. turd. I'm near turd? the turd. Yeah, smell uh, the turd. Turd now. Turd, turd left, turd, turd? right. Turd, turd. I, I have. Anyway, listen to the it. creaking sound. It sounds like you're in a rocking chair with a sawed-off shotgun, being like, "These influencers these days, they better stay off my lawn. I'm having a rally out there later." Creak, creak. You know what we're becoming? We're we're farty old people. We are becoming Bartles and James. I like that. We're Fartles and James. We're disgusting. Oh, oh, Ooh, oh, I, oh, oh, oh dear! Somebody oh. get me a wine cooler. Oh, Do you know my aunt still drinks Bartles and James? I didn't even know they still made it. They only make it for her in the same way that they only make Stelladoros because of my jewels. You know when he bought that, the Stelladoro company was like, we got one! <laughs> also, they blew off their keyboard. They're like, all right. Wake it's, up, Timmy. We got to box this thing out. It's that Commodore 64 <laughs> moment where they just see the little cursor start blinking. They're like, you guys, we're back online. 
And then the lights go back up in the factory. It's time to get that Stellardoro factory working again, boys. The girl with like the cat eye glasses, she's like. She waxes them off. They blow off a dusty ledger. They're like, we All right, we've got one. Why, we haven't made a Stelladoro breakfast treat since 1945, but there's one man in New Jersey who wants them, so <laughs> Get open the up recipe. the factory, boys! <laughs> Do they make lard anymore? <laughs> Sign the permission slip, Dad! Oh, bug! Oh, here we go, shit! I <laughs> I shouldn't be sweating. Shit, oh, fuck, you're so good. Let's FaceTime your dad. Let me tell you. Let's FaceTime your dad. Let me stop you right there because you have never done this in person with me. You have only done this over the phone. What? When we did the, the episode, the porn episode, I was in Pennsylvania and you were here, so I have never seen you do oh a God. physical action that accompanies <laughs> that voice. And I never need to see you bounce up and down again like you were on a shitty 1980s waterbed. I can't Holy stop shit. it! Stop it right oh, now! I will me. end this podcast. That is so upsetting. <laughs> that is the physical, it's like a next level. Stop it! Stop budget! No, no! <laughs> But the thing is, like, my visual is, like, that 80s porn star with, like, that giant, that giant, like... Curly hair. From, like, glow. Yes, exactly. And maybe, like, a headband, a sweatband. Just, like... But, like, really tight, cutting off the circulation to yeah, her head. and just, like, two softballs. Cassaba melons. Right. <laughs> that are just, like, as they're just rocking back and forth, like, nipples forward the whole time. Yes, don't, don't... Wander to the right or the left. <laughs> Something like that. I watched a lot of that. You watched Vivid too much. And that's why you're straight. I mean, wait. What? Gay? I mean, what? <laughs> that's why I'm straight. Thank you. We should we should call my mom at the Moth Report. Oh, my God. We've got some news. Surprise. Oh, fuck. We just want to call you, Mom. Oh, shit. I'm fucking straight now. I'm so fucking straight. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. We are oh, back, yeah. everybody. Back and oh, welcome. Shit. I'm gonna fucking shit the bed. Oh my god. Get the new stop sheet. Get a towel. Stop it. Get the new sheet. <laughs> <laughs> new... Did I hear that right? All right. Oh my god. Welcome. Well. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a live, in-person, socially distant, very responsible Dear Pod, the Comedy Advice Podcast, old school advice for new school problems. I am your host, Mark Paul Gossler. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And don't hate me because I'm beautiful and weird sciences. Kelly LeBrock. Oh, God. The first person to wear a crop top and actually look good in them. And, and who says that? And who can say that? Oh, shit. Oh, we're don't coming. Hear me. <laughs> and we're coming to you from no longer both <laughs> just the solitary Mahavara, the beautiful pineapple reg. Good God, can I hear it? Thin jewels. When you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared. Just grab your thunder buddy and say these magic words. Fuck you, thunder. You can suck my dick. You can't get me thunder because you're just God's fuss. What is that from? Ted. 
What? Remember the movie Ted? Never saw it. Yeah, it's okay. You didn't miss a whole hell of a lot. I had to watch it because it was filmed in Boston. I'm required by law to watch anything that's filmed in Boston. <clears throat> is does Ted have a meth addiction like most people? I Teth think is of. A, Teth. 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 Teth is a teddy bear. Teth is a teddy bear, and it's um, oh, Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg gets a teddy bear, and it's Seth MacFarlane, and it's partially animated. It's okay. You don't need to. It's from like two. Isn't there like a Ted two? Yes, there is. There was so much call for a sequel. People were like, I need more Mark Wahlberg in my life. Said Don't nobody. we all? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the back when people could harass you on the streets without a meth addiction? Uh, you know, the guys who would be there with the with the clipboards in Union Square Park or Madison Square Park yeah. being like, do you have a minute to talk about the environment or whatever? And a, a guy walked by me and he was like, you look like a woman who's interested in helping the environment. And I was like, usually I get Joanna Gleason. Oh, and I kept on going. And I was like, I sling you a sassy one-liner and then I go to the Starbucks. And that, ladies and gents, is New York. And that is why New York is not <clears throat> dead. Oh, that brings us to the Jerry Seinfeld thing. Let's talk about this. I would love to. Please. As someone who has interacted somewhat with his wife, let me tell you this. No, New York is not dead, and it will definitely, you know, I want prevail. to hear this so much because I have stories to go along with this. But if you're a comedian that can fly and go wherever the fuck, anyone who has homes, multiple homes, and can fly anywhere on your private jet should probably not write anything about. Maybe we don't need to be hearing from you right correct. now. Maybe your worldview is little fucking skewed. As as he says, New York is not dead from the safety of his bunker in the Hamptons. Correct. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. But you're going to get me started. So here's what. Because Stand Up New York is in the middle of all of this firestorm. Right. Because the guy who wrote the original NYC is dead thing that happened to go viral happens to be one of the owners of Stand Up New right. York. This has been fascinating to watch it unfold. Um, first of all, interesting fact about this. So James Altucher, one of the owners, Stand Up New York. I've been on a bunch of shows with him. I know him clearly. He's like my boss, one yep. of my bosses. <clears throat> Writes this article. It bizarrely goes hugely viral. I think, you know, it, it just was one of these things that just took off. Yeah. And uh, Stand Up New York has been sort of like caught in the center of it all. But here's the thing. No, New York is not dead. Yes, it will come back. Uh, nobody wants to read something. If It's like if you were dying, you want somebody to walk in the room and be like, you look fabulous. We right. don't need to be hearing that we look like shit right mm -hmm. now. We know. We know right. you've walked from 34th to 42nd street and you've avoided all the zombies. Mm -hmm. Now stand up New York. Also the only club that's attempting to keep things going right now and keep things alive. They're doing nine shows a night in multiple parks in the city that's that awesome. not only give entertainment to people and keep everybody safe, no matter what people say, everybody actually stays like far away from each other. They're doing that, so they're providing entertainment during a real shit time, and they're paying the comedians. Yeah. So they're doing something for the community. And then Seinfeld comes out and writes this diatribe that was essentially 
a ranting tweet, like a yeah. longer version <clears throat> of tweet. I'm yep. like, if you are going to come forward with this, rather than it being a clapback and taking pot shots at a club that you started up in, like that you would go to as you were coming up, rather than shit on somebody, tell me what you're doing mm-hmm. to make this city better. Because as far as I know, Stand Up New York is actually providing laughs and money for people right now. You could sell a Porsche and help a nurse. So instead of bitching from your high horse, come over here and help the city that you claim you love so much. Do something. Because the other thing is, like, from what I know, from my perspective, from where I work, is these people, especially people like Jerry Seinfeld, aren't even living in New York at the moment. No, none of them are. They have not been living in the city since March and don't plan on returning because... Everyone is telling them that it's dangerous. Everyone's telling them that there's nothing to do. The city's dead, blah, blah, blah. So when you are writing this article from wherever it is, and maybe he was in New York for like a weekend, but most they have, there's nothing for them to do. Yep. The, the elite people have nothing really to do here. So they don't want to be here, and they're afraid of COVID because you know COVID is a poor person's disease is what has been described, and which I don't mm-hmm. believe. And... That's why a lot of people on their death certificates, they don't say it's COVID. They say it's something else. <clears throat> what? True. Um, it's it's just like, you know, it, it, it's, it's absurd. It's we absurd. don't want to hear from you people. If you are part of the 1% and this has not affected you the way it has everybody else. Right. Unless you skewed... come forward with a solution or New York is not dead and here's how I plan to mm-hmm. help. I'm going to tell you what I told um, the people who filmed gay porn on the second floor of my first apartment, Jerry Seinfeld, because he started off that article with like, my first apartment had dog shit in front of it. Well, guess what? My first apartment was a five-floor walk-up in Spanish Harlem where they filmed gay porn on the second floor. And I will tell every one percenter what I told them one day at two o'clock in the morning, which is, shut up down there! I'm trying to work! The rest of us are in New York hustling, trying to be the ones who keep it alive. And you know what's going to kill me is that the artists are the ones who are going to stay, rebuild it, make it cool, and then the Richies are going to come in back yeah. again and suck the lifeblood. Well, out look of what it. they <clears throat> look what they did to um, Hudson Yards. It's like they were so quick to build something so fast, and they built it so cheaply. And they're like, "Look, we got Neiman Marcus," and then Neiman Marcus pulled out. Ew. Yeah. I, I will resist the urge to say needless markup because that is in the category of things that I ranted about the other day where I was like, if you're a person who says Target, if you still call Whole Foods whole paycheck, if you're if you're reviving you go girl, you need to really take a look at your material. I'm just saying. And you know what? That's all for Seinfeld. That's what I got to say. So... <clears throat> If in case you haven't already after this epic rant, you should follow us all. Follow us on your social medias, on Instagram, on the Twitter, on the face place at DearPodOfficial, our website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can find every last episode, our email address, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com, and of course, our beloved Patreon. We're up to three whole subscribers right now. So go to Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial and throw your money at the people who need it. Jerry, come on, Jerry, put your money where your mouth is. And I would really love a Ferrari if you could. Oh. <laughs>
Oh. Oh, God. So this week I am very excited because, well, first of all, I want to thank again retroactively our guest last week, which was Richard Klein of oh Three's Company fame. Wasn't it so fun to work. interview him? It was like, <laughs> I mean, when you go through all the shit that he's like, it's amazing if you get on a show like that and then what it, it just like has legs. Yes. Forever. Tentacles. He sunk his tentacles into every last. Uh, area of the entertainment business from theater to TV to film to to now podcasting we and we you know what he's really specific about what he signs his name to and he I has guess. had a lot of people approach him about podcasts and we Happy? somehow yes and we coasted right through and we got a fabulous interview with him so it was so much fun go back and listen to episode 71 uh, what is it? Grabbing a fistful of cocktail wieners, I think is the title of it. So uh, can't fistful of wieners. Go and find it. Listen to it. It's such a blast. We've had a lot of topics for the past few weeks, but this week we're going back to a real classic. It's a grab bag week, ladies and gents. <clears throat> yes. So um, scream down to the people who film gay porn on the second floor and ask them to grab your bags. This is when we grab articles with random topics from Ann Landers and Dear Abby that don't fit in any specific category, but are very entertaining nonetheless. Because as we do our research, we sometimes come across some goodies that aren't actually pertinent to the topic of the week. Exactly. And so you have to file them away. We put them in our little our little gentle pink folders, and we uh, we whip oh, them out. Oh, shit. Put it in my pink folder. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you again. Hey, oh. Becky, love my pink folder. Wait, I take oh, that God, back. Now he's so bouncing old. up and down. Becky, bleach no. it. No, don't bleach it. Whatever you do, oh, that's very dangerous. My my meat folder is so COVID-free. <laughs> that's so layered. Oh, it's so upsetting. Meat Sorry. folder. Look, uh, because you are a guest again in the Pineapple Ranch, I want you to be the first All right. to give me <clears throat> a good article. This is from the Press and Sun Bulletin, Binghamton, New York, Sunday, May 17th, 1970. Dear Abby, I am being called a poor sport because I refuse to go along with the following deal. My husband, I'll call him Paul, and I go around with a couple I will call Bill and Angie. Jesus, they're working hard. Paul digs Angie and Angie digs Paul. Bill digs me, but I don't dig Bill. Paul and Angie and Bill say I'm a poor sport, that it's three against one and I keep spoiling their fun. Angie keeps telling me that Bill is really great, and if I tried this wife-swapping deal just once, I might like it. I just can't see it. What is your opinion? Signed, One Man Woman. Dear woman, I can't see it either. Ask Angie what she wants with your husband if hers is so great. (gasps) First of all, do we need a PowerPoint presentation for all the let's call this person this person? Like, like honestly, just use their actual names at this point. Or you know what? It's okay. It, like if you're writing it, just just make up the name. You don't have to tell me that you're making up the name. Yeah, because we get the because idea. you're not signing it. You know, love Aaron McGuire. Look, DeAndre <laughs> wants to get in Gina, and Gina wants to touch Jimmy. Right, and yeah, 
I like that I picked DeAndre is one of the names. Like that's on the tip of my tongue right now. I like that though. That's a nice name. I would laugh so hard if someone want if someone came to me and my jewels and said, We'd like to swap with you. Uh-huh. Usually, I mean, you've got the make one has the make on one. It's already happened. They've somebody has already cheated with somebody else. And now they're trying to to set it up as if. Oh, what a wonderful idea. I'd I like lo- to swap with DeAndre, please. <laughs> like you live next door to them. I love these Cheez-Its. Can I suck your husband's dick? <laughs> <laughs> Canapé? Anybody? Anyone want to? <laughs> At meat least stick? let me drink some white Zinfandel first. <laughs> There's a lot oh, of wife swapping in New Jersey. There I is a book that. about the wife swapping that happens in Maplewood. Interesting. And then it, it it was like a New York Times bestseller. And there's a small uh, bookstore in Maplewood, like their local bookstore. And they put it all in the windows. It was like the help. They put it Literally. in the windows. Yeah, they like, they, they, whoever wrote it, like exposed this huge wife swapping thing oh that happens God, in hilarious. Maplewood, printed it. And then the local bookstore picked it up and put it in like, pyramids in their front windows <laughs> being like someone's telling your stories maplewood it really was the help and you just gotta know one of those housewives was walking by like i just need to get to the bit oh <gasps> it's like samantha in sex in the city when she's like throwing the like when um what's her name R- richard, richard or whatever cheats cheats and she's just throwing the papers just littering in <laughs> yes manhattan. yes those are the days when littering in manhattan was really awesome it was quirky now it's like, is that a needle? Yeah, <laughs> condoms. What? Like oh, right good in the for face. you for being safe. All right. Oh, it's full. Uh, okay. Wife swapping. Has anybody ever come at you for a swap? No, I don't think <laughs> this so. Is a heavy pause. I don't think Paul so. digs Angie. Angie, but can you imagine being in that situation? Because I can imagine being this woman and being like. Mm. I don't want to go with her. I, I don't know. It's one thing to have a key party, but it's another thing to have a real specific swap. That's why I say it's already happened. One is already cheating on the other with the other one. Correct. And this is the only way they can go about doing it and having the, the spouses be okay. Like, you know, we should really swap. And you're like, oh my God, your husband looks like John Goodman. Right. Like, mm, no, I'm not. There's a reason why you're at my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> what does he look like? Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna. That's a hard no for me, dog. I, if a woman approached me about swapping with my jewels, I'd say, "Here you go. Good luck. Here's his wife beaters and his Stelladoro breakfast treats. He likes to be spooned in the morning. He's all yours." Well, sometimes it's like when you're at your friend's house for dinner. And you're you feel obliged to eat everything that they've made for you, <laughs> you know. And even though like, you don't like ham, right? And you're like, I don't want that. I don't want that. How so it's do like, I decline? Some, how do you do that if like we're all there? It's like, you know what? You look at it <laughs> because you, it's different because this piece of ham has feelings and is looking right at you. You're like, I don't want you ham, but I know. That everyone at this table is having the other ham. Yeah, everybody else is having pork chops, but right. I'm not into I'm the, not into the ham. ham. That's all that's been put before right. me. I'm not hungry for ham right now. No, there's probably a guy named Ham. Probably. There has to be. 
I, I, yeah, how do you gracefully bow out of a dinner party where somebody swaps? Somebody wants you to swap. That's when you just make it like, I have, I have, a, I have a dick infection. I can't. <laughs> I have a DI. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I have a DIY. I'm, I'm always a big fan of emergency peeing. Hmm. I've always thought mm. like if somebody ever grabbed me and pulled me into a van that I would poop on cue. I would probably wet myself immediately. Like I I'm would a nervous f- peer. Yeah, but, but I would find an overdrive button. And I've even had a dream about it once that some guys dragged me in a van in a not sexy way and, mm. I, and I puked on cue. Because I think if you bring out a bodily function... No one wants anything to do with you. No, it's it's like it's like that explosive die when you rob a bank. Exactly. It's it's the packet. Mm-hmm. It's the blue packet. Yeah. Bah! Bah! <laughs> right. yeah. Drop her off at the next corner. Right, get her out of here. Oh, get her out, get her out, get her out. We'll get the next one. <laughs> then they drop me and then they just grab whoever's on the next corner. Right. Sure. So emergency pooping is the best way to get out of an awkward wife swapping situation. I agree. I gotta find that book. Yeah, you should. I would love to read that because wouldn't it be great if she just didn't even bother to, like, Schmarin <laughs> and Lim <laughs> live on Prospect Avenue. Like, just completely call it out. Mm-hmm. I have a story for right now, and it's from the Petoskey News Review uh, from Petoskey, Michigan, everybody's favorite part of Michigan, January 27th, 1983. You're going to love this. This actually dovetails perfectly with what we're talking about. Fetish lovers, not freaks. <sighs> Dear Ann Landers, I was interested in the letter from the woman who signed herself married to a nut in Cleveland. He bought porn magazines and sent away for rubber underwear. You said this was no reason to divorce an otherwise stable and responsible man, that he had a rubber fetish and she should consider herself lucky he didn't pester her to join him. Your answer didn't go far enough. That wife needs to get a three-way conversation going. A therapist or counselor should talk to them both and explain it is not such a terrible thing. The wife ought to become enlightened and accept this benign oddity. I am a rubber fetishist, married 35 years. My fetish has come up only twice during our marriage, and both times it created a crisis. We would have been much better off had we discussed it openly many years ago. I didn't ask for this fetish. I've had it since I was four years old when I became enamored of my mother's rubber apron. Most people who have fetishes think they are freaks or a little crazy. A frank discussion with an understanding wife would enhance the marriage, not threaten it. Sane in Virginia. Dear VA, I appreciate your frankness, and so will others. Thanks for sharing your feelings. And? What is a rubber apron, and why do you need one? Um, I'm thinking butcher or serial killer. Because I think I've only ever seen Dexter wear an apron or somebody on The Sopranos when they work at that butcher shop. Who's whipping out a rubber apron? Why is her mom wearing one? It must be so hot. And heavy, right? <laughs> yes. It's rubber. She's four years old. She's obsessed with the rubber apron, and now she has a quirk. So what? She's like one. Of, she wears rubber. Is that what this says? Um, didn't go into details. I mean, the other guy that she was talking about wore rubber underwear, which you I know can't what? even imagine. 
the, the weight and the heat of that, that's got to be like chain mail. It's like I can only imagine the cutting into your skin. I don't, I, well, I think that you would also powder it to put it on, but like I sweat in polyester in this weather. Yeah. Could you imagine a rubber a no. rubber pant? No. Like dumb waiters? You I mean they'd slide around in them. There's got to be a powder factor. How do you know if you're sharded or if you're just sweating? You don't. Right. But then if you've got rubber pants on, if you've sharded, you're covered. Like literally. Literally. So I I would never I couldn't have a rubber fetish. I'm not into that. Yet. I'm not into rubbers. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I mean, but I mean. also like that you have a fetish that doesn't reveal itself until about 30 years into your marriage. Yeah. And it's not hanging in your closet. Nobody can see. I mean, but who's going through your closet? Well, your husband. If you're sharing a spot, you know, I don't know, unless you have a, a whole separate walk-in. Unless you're Jerry Seinfeld and you can afford a rubber person. A rubber. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> rubber. <laughs> I'm just going to scream rubber. Rubbers. You want to move on? Yes. Do it. I forgot. I, I, I picked so many. Oh, my God. It's so good to see your pieces of paper again. <laughs> yes. This is from the Pittsburgh Press, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tuesday, July 24th, 1987. Dear Abby, my husband and I live in a beautiful home alongside another beautiful home. The elderly gentleman and his wife who who own it work on their yard all year round, and it looks wonderful. The problem? The man whistles. Oh my God, how he whistles. From early morning to late at night, that insidious sound comes through closed windows, doors, and walls. The sound is nerve-wracking. When he stops for a few minutes, we hold our breaths and we say a silent prayer. But luck is not with us because he starts to whistle again. We had a cookout for friends on our patio last week and our neighbor started whistling again. By the time the food was served, everyone was snapping at each other. Abby, this walking tea kettle is making our lives miserable. My husband says there's no way we can stop a person from whistling. Can you help us? Signed, B.J. DeWell, Welch's, Oregon. She actually signed like her name. Yeah. Your neighbor whistles. What a joyful sound. Would you prefer neighbors who yelled, screamed, and fought and threw things all night? Or neighbors whose kids played rock music from dawn until dark? Some folks have neighbors whose kids practice the tuba in in the daytime and drums at night. Let me tell you something. (laughs) There was a man that was walking down the street the other day, and he was whistling, and I could fucking hear it all the way down the block. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, you should have a fucking mask on because if you're blowing out- I can out, hear you whistling. Right. Clearly That is a, a high work. danger right. activity. Yes. Right. And it just is like, why do you think that I want to hear, like, I know it's cute in some like Frank Capra movie that someone is like whistling down the street, but most people don't know how to whistle. And some people have like that intermittent whistle where it's like half breath, half whistle, half like choking on something else. And it's like, you know what? Enough. Enough. And it's different than playing like a musical instrument because most of the time people know how to play a musical instrument instrument in New York. Most people don't know how to whistle and whistling is fucking irritating. I've never been in a scenario where I'm like, yep, it's time to whistle now. 
So it's got to be like a tick in something you're not even aware that you're doing. Right. And it's normally not as... The thing is, whistling is normally not as charming as as one thinks As movies would make you believe. Correct. Movies from the 50s. Correct. I agree. I agree. That is not... That's not a thing. Look, and as I, I grew up playing saxophone, not a whistler. I'm not a whistler. However... My very first um, lesson that I ever took for saxophone, I didn't understand wind power and that you had to blow into it in order to create the sound. <laughs> How do I explain this? The, the teacher, the saxophone instructor was like, all right, so let's begin. Just put your mouth on the mouthpiece and blow through it. And instead of like blowing through to create the sound, I made the sound with my voice through the saxophone. <laughs> so I just put my mouth around the mouthpiece and I went... <laughs> with my voice you know what i mean oh that's lovely <laughs> so so i could never offend anybody with a whistle but it's a neighbor thing that like my parents are ready to move because of their neighbor neighbors doing things that they're not aware of that impede upon others is it's uh, you don't know what's happening, I think. Well, they live next door to this woman named Lorraine, and she's abnormally obsessed with their lawn. And she she keeps doing things like on on her lawn, but she keeps coming over to tell my parents that she's doing things on her lawn. And who gives a shit? She's like, I'm I'm look, hi, it's Lorraine the Pain here. That's what she calls herself. She calls all the time. And um, I'm going to be running the sprinkler on the front lawn. I just want to let you know in case the car gets wet. The car next door. Who who cares? Cars get wet. <sighs> but she's obsessed with it. I'll ask Moth about it, what we call. All right. It's a lot. But my parents are ready to move because of their neighbor. Maybe they should move. But if I lived in an apartment next door to a neighbor who whistled, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever heard through the walls in New York? Through the walls? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, well, one time when we were podcasting, the girl upstairs was masturbating <gasps> so loudly <laughs> that I was like, uh, and Marx is like, because it's Marx's office that I was recording. <laughs> no, he's like, happens all the time. What? Happens all the time while he's teaching piano to children. Oh, my God. <clears throat> no, no, no. But she's really loud, and you're like, uh, you have a roommate. Tell me when she's about to climax. He's like, hit the G, hit the G, hit the G. Keep tapping the G, tap the G. She's really loud. Like, and tell very me that vocal. he's underneath going, you're moaning here. I need you here. I'm up, I'm up here. I'm here. You're down here. Why are you down here? Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. I got I, it. I'm up here. <laughs> I need all fists. <laughs> Two fists high. Oh, my not down here. Not one finger down here. Too happy here. Oh my God. And she's above you? Yeah. Oh, that is powerful. I think it comes through like the steam pipe. Oh, wow. Sound really does travel through those It things. does. And it's like, she must, I guess her, her um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, roommate must not be there. Because it is just like... Or maybe she's in the room with it's her. It's a little bit know. like when Harry met Sally. It's like that that intense. Why? Why? It is like... It's... 
we were recording it and I was like, oh I'd be God. like, I'd be, you know, watching you and doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh just like looking around like, what did, <laughs> like what did, I'm so sad. The only ever thing we ever hear in the background is alarms. Yeah. Or like the air conditioner. Maybe We're, that was her. She's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, oh, it's something, it's similar. Thing. It's like, I mean, it's not like the porn's like, Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! No, she is not doing that. She's extremely vocal. Tell me you're joking. She's really doing that. Do the whole thing. Just do the whole thing. Well, because you hear the build, you just hear the extreme. I hear the extreme, but the extreme goes for a long time. I can't even imagine if like someone like if I were that that loud while I was masturbating, like, oh fuck, oh god, oh god, oh. Even imagine i cannot even imagine that like because we we lit we're on top we've been in this building for so long do you see her in the elevator i yes, would not touch the buttons after yes her. i do oh no so you see what she looks like oh i know exactly what she looks like. are you kidding me no have you ever i want you to say something so badly Next well, time she, also, she gets in the elevator, you're she like, also oh, walks I know around you. the apartment <laughs> like yeah oh, i know you oh god oh god <laughs> Remember, How do you, do you know, you know, it's kind of like in Forrest Gump when Forrest Gump uh, encounters um, uh, that that doctor. Remember, like Sally Field has sex with the doctor, or like, or, oh, or yeah. the doctor, or the uh, the principal, or something, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, and just and the guy runs out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, wow, this is so disappointing. I only ever lived under people who sounded like they were playing catch with a refrigerator at two in the morning. All the time. I was like, now you move the furniture? It's 2 a.m. You're moving furniture around. Mm-hmm. This is way more enjoyable. How do you know she's alone? Because um, I go up on the roof and I can see that she's alone. <laughs> you come over to the Holiday Inn with some binoculars. <laughs> At a girl. I'm like, why? I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what? What is? what is happening up there? What are you doing to yourself? You're doing this to Oh, no, you. I don't watch her, like, masturbate. I just see, like, if there's other people up there because it's sometimes it's so loud, the walking, that it's, it's like, I need to know, like, what the problem is. <laughs> like, what? I'm, like, for months, I'm, like, I just, we'll, we'll be sitting there, and I'm, like, what the fuck is happening upstairs? Like, I, what the fuck? Is she getting killed? She's just like Herman Munstering all from the back to the front, from the back to the front. Oh, oh, the shuffling, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the masturbating. Wow, shuffle and masturbate. Shuffle. Master, shuffle, shuffle, masturbate, shuffle, ball change. Yeah. Literally. Oh, speaking of balls, here is my final article from the Spokane Chronicle in Spokane, Washington, July 18th, 1970. Golf ball danger is sighted. Now, this is for us because if we're going to go golfing today... Even through rain and sleet, I will be there to to throw a ball. Dear Ann Landers, please tell the parents who read your column to warn their children against cutting open golf balls to see what's inside. A child in our neighborhood did a little investigating yesterday, and he was horribly injured. I don't want to go into detail, but the boy will never look the same. Kids don't realize the center of the ball sometimes contains sulfuric acid as well as zinc sulfide and other materials which can be harmful. You do a lot of good here, Anne. Here's a chance to do a little more. Pass this along. Signed, Lafayette, Indiana. Dear Laugh, 
I'm passing it. And now I hope millions of parents will mention this too to their small fry. Especially the bright ones with inquisitive minds. And don't go cutting golf balls open. I also want to know, I won't go into detail, but he'll never look the same. What happened? Don't cut open golf balls. It's kind of a general good rule of thumb to not touch any balls. Correct. Unless they're Oh, God! Own. Oh, God! That's why you stick to yourself. That's what... That's why you stick it in yourself. Stick it in yourself. Don't cut golf balls open. And now 100%, I am that person that wants to go cut a golf ball open. Why? Because that's me. There's, well, if we, hit we it, ever... if we hit it right, it'll split open. Exactly. All the power in I the I think world. we did that once, didn't we? No, you broke the top off of a driver. That was... <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Had to throw Didn't it in there. Didn't we break a golf ball? No, you broke a golf club. Ah, yes. That was rented. Not my problem. And the, the top of it just flew into the field. Right. You got up to 50 yards, too. Very impressive. I like that. Yeah. Accidental golf balling. Mm. I would be that person that cut open the golf ball to find out what's inside. And yes, I do want to know what's happening now. But aren't, the, aren't there like different... Is there like one, like? Why are they putting sulfuric acid in there? Aren't aren't there like certain types of golf balls? Like aren't like like there's certain insights? Makes I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think I don't so. Know. I think a golf ball is a golf ball is a ball. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be illegal, right? For golfers. I mean, if there's cocaine in there, it's not well, like I mean, it's a it's pinata. Like a, it's kind of like a weighted bat. Like you can't really have a weighted bat, right? Yeah, you I wouldn't. Don't know. I would think it would have to be. Yeah. Like Pass a muster, exactly. Right. It would be I don't, great if I don't. I don't know what's happening. I think we're talking about sports, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, I'll bring it back. Pinatas. Like, what if a golf ball was a pinata? <laughs> they're like, they think there's candy in there, but it's sulfuric acid, and kids are out there and they're cutting open golf balls. This is the worst of what's happening in 1970 to children. These kids these days out there cutting open golf balls like there's not sulfuric acid in them. Oh. Today's Ah, so we're okay to cut them open now. But in the 70s, in the lawless 70s, apparently there was cocaine in there. Cocaine. Cocaine in the balls. Erica cocaine. Erica cocaine. Do you want to fuck your mom? Do you want to call Oh, yeah, that too. Let's call my mother and find out about Lorraine the Pain, who lives next door. All right. She's so obsessed with her lawn. (gasps) Oh, it's time. It's time. (sighs) Time for the moth report. Patty is here in the studio today, and it's time to call my mother and find out what's happening to the woman next door. It's time to scat, and then talk to my mother about scat. I like that you put the phone over here. Very kind of you. Look at that Jules and that felt figure thinking he's all hot. Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, it's pouring rain and it's cold. And I'm sitting here eating some caramel popcorn. Oh, waiting for your call. Well, well. swallow it down because we're I... here to talk to you. Uh-oh. How's the what popcorn? Now? Popcorn? Why did she say it like that? I'm eating caramel popcorn. 
<laughs> She's talking like us now. Yeah. Popcorn. Popcorn. Ew. Pardon. How's it going with you? Oh, you know, Patty's in the studio today. Live oh. in person. In oh, color. that's fun. That's fun. Is it raining oh. down there? <laughs> it's gray, but not raining. You ah. okay? Yeah, she you she just sloughed you up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Cool. Anyway, about the rain, you sound sad. <laughs> Me? Yes. Are you okay? Oh, oh I'm so sad. No, I, I don't know. I'm I don't know why I sound like that. Oh, I can't okay. be upbeat all the time, you know. It's true. You can't be on fuego. Um, I was trying to explain Lorraine the pain, your next door neighbor, to Patty. Oh my God! I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Lorraine can't figure out her own printer, so I don't think <laughs> I'd be too not. concerned. She calls yes. my father all the time to fix something on the computer. One time she called my father and she said, the TV's not loud enough. He literally came over and turned <laughs> up the volume on her TV. Is she married? She was. Well, the I husband died not, years you know, ago. Well, she's in, her, she's in her middle 80s, so we have to cut her a little slack. She's getting tappy. You know what you do? But you don't cut her uh, slack. Yeah, you cut the cord you... and just let her drift. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let her drift like like Wilson and yeah. Castaway, just waft she, off uh, into the distance. She's obsessed over her car. She doesn't like getting dust on it or, or water droplets or whatever. She has she's, OCD. And she moves it all over the street to get it out of the way of anybody doing anything on their lawn. It's the funniest thing you ever saw. So we came up to New Hampshire, so we didn't have to watch that because that's all we have to do for excitement these days. We watch Lorraine move her car around the street. <laughs> it's a very and exciting time. Then I watch time. your father get madder, and I say, "Well, now you're acting like her. Knock it off." <laughs> so it, let's go up north. Crying out loud. Where Jeepers. it's raining. Yes, it's pouring. You sound crabby. But that's good. <laughs> That's We're good. judging. You're very crabby today. Yeah. Not at all. I'm baking. I'm happy. Ah, well, it's a rainy day. Who's happy on a rainy day? Have you guys bought a Peloton bike yet? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I, I I need to buy a car before I can buy that. Oh, Patty just bought a car. I did. <gasps> I bought what an did you get? I bought an That's Edsel. Awesome. It's an Edsel. <laughs> You bought you an Edsel. <laughs> You're talking one of her favorite movies in the world, you know. My mother's five best movies for if you were to be on a, a desert island would be um, a Goldie Hawn movie. Peggy Protocol, Peggy Sue Got Married, <clears throat> Baby Boom, anything with Diane Keaton or, or Goldie Hawn. Murphy's Romance. Oh, Sally Field, classic. Love that, love that. And yeah. your fifth and final, you're allowed to watched- be... Life with Father, which is an old movie that is so good, you have to see it. Well, and oh, no, I go remember on. Mama. Those both both of those movies, the old movies, but they're excellent. Um, What's today's topic? Today is a grab, grab bag. bag. Oh, uh, do you want to tell? Uh, speaking of her being angry at my father, do you want to tell Patty the unfortunate thing that occurred in the last week that you did to him? You animal. It was an accident. It was an accident. I drove over his foot with the truck, but it was a mistake. How did you do that? I didn't mean to do it. It was a mistake, my eye. How did you? Mm. How did you mistake? The blue me? is starting to go away, so he's getting better. <laughs> but here's the thing: when I called her, the, this was like last week, and I'm talking to her, 
This was like the fifth story in the phone call that she's like, oh, you know, it's kind of rainy and it's fine. Oh, I think we're probably going to go see Thomas. This, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I ran over your father. <laughs> anyway, I have to go to the supermarket. Wait, can we can we backtrack? Explain how you ran over my father. A mishap, a slight mishap in his otherwise drab life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, he was just removing something from the back of the truck, and I forgot he was there. So I was, I moved on, and I hit the gas, and I moved up in, in, into the driveway, forgetting completely that he was taking something out of the back of the truck. However, uh, when I looked, I felt myself go over something, and I looked in the mirror, and he was standing there holding his head, and I thought, oh my God, I hit him in the head. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what happened. She didn't make the connection as the car went boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes. The back tire thought, rolled oh over Oh my God, um, everything else came to mind. Oh my God, I knocked the gas out of his hand because it was boat gas. And he was lifting a, bo- a can of gas out of the back of the car. And I'm thinking, oh no, the gas. When it was really, oh no, his foot. <laughs> oh no, she hit the gas. This is like that scene in what, Jaws the- 2 when um, <laughs> she's trying to like, kill the shark and she's in the boat and she picks up the gas can and douses herself on it and then yeah, pulls out the flare so gun stupid. and shoots it and then she starts herself on fire. What? I yes. don't remember this at all. Oh my god, I do. Uh, all I could think of was you dummy. <laughs> you know, uh, how can you make a mistake like that and then light a, light a flame? Wait, but did, did she purposely douse herself? She doused herself with gas so that the thing wouldn't want to So this is something her? that Galen does. She it was it was a mistake. So she is I think she's she's riding she's driving the, the, the boat, she's got a skier in the back. Okay. And the skier gets eaten and um so she goes back to circle around and this is when Galen does her impression of it. She's like Terry <laughs> Terry <laughs> Terry Terry, like it goes on for a while, and then all of a sudden, like Jaws comes up and she's like, "Oh God!" And it's like the Jaws is attacking the boat or whatever, and she's like, "I don't know, what to, I don't, oh God, I guess I'll just, I'll pick up this, this uh, gasoline can." And she picks it up like so, like like you've never, like she's never done it before, even though it's in her boat. So she ends up, you know, dousing herself in gasoline. And she's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then um, she's like, I, the Jaws is still chewing on her boat. And she's like, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll just pick up this flare gun and shoot it at the shark. And then sets the whole boat and herself. The whole thing on, went And then, yeah. it, and it then was, they explode. Are you kidding me? No. It was not the smartest move I've ever seen. Why do However, I not remember this showbiz. scene? Um, I don't even remember what you were going to talk about with me. But the weather is <laughs> rainy, but uh, I'm not quite sure... Uh, what you want me to add? <laughs> uh, cloud We're and good. rain. Okay? I think that you have given us more than enough, ma'am. Okay. You uh, you go enjoy your cloudy, disgusting weather and don't sure run over will. my father again, yeah. will you? I'll try not to. All right. He Thanks, better stay friend. out of my way. That's uh, all I can say. Have it's a blessed day. And he is. It's his fault. <laughs> have a blessed you guys day have indeed. A, have a great weekend and okay. enjoy yourselves and you. enjoy the rain. Thank you. All right. And I'll... Catch up with you later. Okay. 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 Bye, Aaron. Bye, Patty. Bye. Bye, Jim. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. 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 I got the first goodbye today. That doesn't usually happen. She's that that last bye was like when you 
or when you're playing with a tape recorder and it actually speeds really quickly. <laughs> Back when you could like actually yeah. futz with the speed yes. of the Yep, yep. I remember that from the movie The Ring. Timeless. Oh, we still have two more segments left. Who would have thought? Hour three. This oh my is like, god, this we is are the Today just Show chugging right on. It really is. It's it's the third hour of of the morning. All right, so it's time. Oh, <gasps> Instagram mail. Instagram mail. We're sitting across from each other, so above, we actually yeah. coordinated. <laughs> We're singing Instagram mail. We're singing Instagram mail. Are you throwing a refrigerator over my head? Well, your touch, I will remember Instagram. Shut up, Sarah! Ugh, you're so depressing. All right. This week, as with all weeks, you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or reach out to us on Instagram. Please do. With your advice questions, and we will answer anything that you have. And if you heard last week... I think that Richie Klein did a fabulous job of he taking over the amazing. mantle and answering one of our advice questions. So whenever we have a guest on from now on, that is the template. No Love pressure it. to all of our one guests that are in the coffer. That's right. So this week, we have one Instagram mail question. Give it to it, Patois. Dear Pod, how can I decline sitting for my friend's kid? In the past, I've happily watched him because I needed the money, not because I enjoy babysitting. Now, I don't need to do odd jobs like that, but my friend still asks me to sit. Help. Signed, Ain't My Kid in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Dear, <laughs> dear Ain't, <clears throat> first things first, never, ever, ever, ever volunteer to babysit someone's kid. Mm-hmm. Once you enter into that first agreement, you are a goner. Have you learned nothing from the contractual woes of the members of boy bands such as InSync and Backstreet Boys and their legal battles with pedophilic manager Lou Pearlman? The first contract almost always commits you to a lifetime of ser- servitude. Endless nights of sweating in robin egg, robin's egg blue tracksuits and matching headbands with XXL cargo pants. Also, see Chapter 9 TLC and Pebbles for further explanation on bogus oh. agreements and disastrous outcomes. <laughs> Since you apparently forgot the first part... You have to come clean. You have to make it explicitly clear that you do not want to babysit anymore. Not only that kid, but any kid in any state, in any city, in any country in the world. Because if they find out that you offered your services up, they will hear about it. Mark my words. And nothing is worse than a phone call from a pissed-off mom complaining that you don't like her snotty-nosed, influenza-adjacent, over-caffeinated kid. Even though you don't even like kids. I would much rather take a golf club to my front teeth and swallow them than give up my free time to entertain some toe-sucking Tommy and get pink mm. eye from crap in her pants Kathy. Be clear and be direct, and most of all, be firm. You don't have any free time now that you have a new career, and that deserves your focus. Hanging up your babysitting smock. Stores closed. No vacancy. Sorry, folks. Parks closed. Moose out front should have told you. <laughs> Leave your babysitting days in the rearview mirror like accidentally running over a skunk in the middle of the night. Just drive. Just keep driving and never look back. 
Leave your rubber apron outside. That's right. Crap your pants, Kathy would have been an awesome garbage pail kid. Oh my God, yes. See, issues like this are why I'm glad that I have unintentionally established a persona that is not inviting to people's children. Nobody will ever ask me to babysit their kid. I think that's good. And I'm okay with that. I think that's If this is the thing that, that people know about me, so be it. I go to my grave happy. So here's what Anne has to say. Dear Ain't, your problem is the reason I'm glad my friends don't trust me with their kids. Drop one infant while trying to grab your martini and boom, no one asks if you want to hold their baby ever again. Word gets around fast. Unfortunately, you've set a precedent. Your friend thinks she can always call on you for this task. She probably thinks you enjoy it. Oh, call Kim to sit with little Johnny. She loves him. Little does she know your love comes at a price of $15 an hour. Like a hooker from Omaha. For parents, it's tough to find a good babysitter. Ask Jude Law. I think a straightforward approach is best. Don't pussyfoot around. Ask Jude Law. An honest approach is the way to go. Don't ask Jude Law. (laughs) Next time your friend requests your services, simply say, I've decided to cut back on babysitting. My calendar is filling up and I no longer need the cash from our jobs. Here's a couple of numbers of babysitters who would be perfect for little Johnny. Simple, straightforward, clear. Like a good baby dropping martini. Any way you cut it, you're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your pal. But who knows? Maybe it won't be so hard. Ask Jude Law. Ayan. <laughs> we should have done shots. Every time he said Jude Law. Jude Law! Drink! Shot, 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 Speaking of shots, I'm so glad that you're back at the Pineapple Ranch for this week's specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. You haven't had one here since February or March. March, I think you haven't had something since March. That's correct, have not had a drink while well, doing the pod. I I really hope, on behalf of our Jules, who was our resident bartender, that he will come through this week for you and serve you something extra special in the Enzoni, created by Vincenzo Erico of hey! New York. Hey, milk and honey, I recreated by the James Jules Ferris of the Pineapple Ranch's Maha'a Bar Natiki Lounge. As for Yadel. So for this, oh, geez. Oh, this is interesting. Are you ready? (laughs) You need five green grapes, one ounce of gin, one ounce Campari, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, one half ounce simple syrup. Now, you're going to muddle the grapes, add all the other components, add ice and shake, double strain into a rocks glass with one big cube garnished with a grape. I'm 100% going to choke on this grape. I just want to say for the record. So here's the tasting notes. You know, sometimes you browse through YouTube and wonder if anything is better than watching people who randomly fall. And then you come across a good cocktail that you have no idea if it's going to be any good. But damn, the ingredients are awesome. I think this is our first specialty cocktail that calls for grapes. Who doesn't like grapes? Bitter, sour, lightly sweet. Sounds like all the elements of a grab bag episode. So let's take those flavors and put them in a drink. This bad boy comes across as a kick-ass combination of gin sour mixed with a Negroni. 
If that doesn't excite you, I am begging you to put the Bud Light down and try to expand your mixology horizons for Christ's sake. It took an Italian man to come to New York and create this drink, just like it took a short, balding podcast producer to recreate it for you in this world-famous tiki bar. Isn't the world full of wonderful things? That is the Enzoni. Those are the notes. I am excited to try Enzoni. He's the guy at the coffee shop in, in uh, on Arthur Avenue that's, hey, uh, you want to try the coffee? I said, oh, oh, is a phone call from my cousin. <laughs> Okay, I am back. So, excuse me, what did your dad say? Oh, nothing. He's not, he doesn't even speak <laughs> Italian. Says, he just said he's watching Prices Right. I think you just said mozzarella, but and one time really quickly, one time really slowly, and then quickly again. He's like, nobody call on phone. Is this the, oh, did you take pic? Oh, it looks way different than I thought. Oh. I was expecting like a, to look over and just see like something real. Ball. Grapey. I'm terrified of ingesting something with a grape because, oh, I forgot to ask my mother about choking on the lifesaver. It's when the, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Look at that single test. Oh, oh my God. I screamed. Oh, no, my God, your phone. He sorry. literally, I'm sorry. It's going to be, that was such an extreme reaction. It's going to be sticky. Get, get the, uh. Get the bucket of rice. <laughs> You're never going to come back here ever again. I Okay. Here, I'm gonna give you this. That's for you. What is wrong with you? That you know who you are? You were the woman with the gas tank on the boat, right? Terry. 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 For those of you at home that are listening, Jim just threw the drink at me as if we're in a Barbara Stanwyck film. You're Terry's friend. Irresponsible. Do you want to get one of the antiseptic wipes from upstairs? Yeah, you know, like by by the peloton, something to destickify it. I can't. Was there anything over there that he actually like fell into, that you so. tripped on? Like what happened? Did you just lose control? I just slipped out of my hand. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's my face mask. Sorry about your mask. <laughs> my reaction was so extreme. Well, let's try what's let's, ever left. Let's see. Let's um. Let's squeeze it all out of the uh, the tablecloth. Squeeze out your tablecloth and cheers, queers. Uh, I am so sorry. I'm so. Oh my god. I think it needs more simple syrup. <laughs> What was in that again? What is in that? Is this pure lemon? I would love to talk to you about what this tastes like, but I have locked y'all. Is it possible to get the bends from a cocktail? That is like, that's something that is like my coffee. I'll have it for four hours. I can't. This burns. Have you tried this? No. (laughs) You want to try it? It does get better with the second No, it doesn't. I feel it like right here. What's wrong with you? What? Are you dead inside? Your palate, you have no palate anymore. That is real sharp. Tart. It's tart. 
I recommend not, not in a bad tart, but just tart. I think I'm just drinking it because it's here, which mm. is what I do sometimes. And wow, I'm glad that I got the partially spilled cocktail. Welcome back to the Maha Bar. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>